Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. And we are coming at you from the virus bunker this afternoon. Sitting across from me, my co-host is Trumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant barbarian, here to light your ears up once again. Let's get savage. savage. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, let's just finish what the virus started. Yeah. Come on. Let's just finish what the virus started. Come on. Yeah. This battlefield is my case. That's what I'm talking about, man. Real savage over here. That's it. And our sound man, old blue eyes. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the hall. Look, show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play Still Dre for Sean, just because yeah. he's, still, he's still married to Dre, yeah. his wife, right? <laughs> still married? Yeah. Still, still picking up groceries. Still saying, no siree. Still got my wife with her foot on my back, asking me what time I plan to be back. Still no sex. Still no sex. Still living under a feminine head. Still got to <laughs> watch my kid while she's off in India. Never seen anything with Skindia. Yeah. I, I, I ran out of fucking shit. Sorry, Sean. 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 Yes. He's still Dre other, day. He, it's yeah. still Dre life. Still Dre. Now, listen, he loves his wife. His wife is a very supportive woman. She's a uh, beautiful, lovely lady. Mother yeah. of his kids. Not only that, All but that. you know what? Where would Sean be without her? I don't know. The brains Scary behind the thought. outfit. Absolutely. Guy guy could barely keep a Nova running when he wasn't with her. Guy can't be on his own. No. Guy come can't on. Live by come on. Guy can. All right. Thank you very much. All right. So, what's up? We have a special show today. We have a gentleman um, that I have been trying to get onto the show for quite a while um, who has been through, man, quite a journey in his life and has accomplished a great, great deal in uh, a community and doing work that is just so needed, man. I mean, this dude's story is incredible, and you're about to go on this journey with us. Let's welcome my friend, Mr. Danny Marilla, to the show. Yeah! Yeah! Thank you. Yeah! Man, they won't sit down. Damn, I know. It's probably, it's they already know who Danny is. I don't understand it. I mean, they. I didn't even see. Uh, Baldacci didn't even get that nope, kind of applause. Nope. Danny, welcome in, man. Welcome to the bunker. Danny, how are you today? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, this has been a, this has been a little bit uh, touch and go with us trying to get. Get get linked and get you over here. Is yeah, it, why yeah. is that? Because you're a busy man, Danny. What's the story? Ba- well, actually, what happened was um, 
the day I was supposed to come, the, the day before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, my mom wasn't feeling well, but I was waiting for my little nephew to come up from um, from Oakland. He was supposed to come up that night. Oaktown. And he was to be the one to the other watch, stay home and stay with my mom. Mm. But he didn't make it until the following day. You know, that's, that's when I ended up had to, had to cancel and shit, you know? But um, I guess the good thing that came out of that was um, my mom has, you know, she's been out of work for a little bit and just decided to retire. And that's something I've been looking forward to. Yeah. It's a gift of this corona, this situation we're all in, man. Came out with something good out of it. Yeah, it was definitely totally unrelated to, to the to the Rona, though. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you calling it the Rona? Are you on that? Or Corona, you know, that's just the first the thing. Rona. That, first thing Rona. that popped up. My assistant tried to tell me it was the Rona. I'm like, man, don't be telling <laughs> COVID-19, me. COVID-19, yo. That's what it is. I, I'm on Rona, too. I'm not. I can't. Uh, it's like, wait, wait. Like, I, for me, I'm like, I, why are we calling it something cute, man? It's just, look. Yeah, that's hey, true though. That's true. Look, but anyway, what did your mom retire from, Danny? She's been working at a um, a packaging plant where they, you know, they fucking package uh, um, salads up in Corona. No shit. Yeah, so she drives down from uh, from Norwalk to Corona, like it was every Monday through Friday at four in the morning. Like fucking sp- like th- triple wash spinach and shit like that. Or yeah, like- yeah, yeah, pretty much that. And, no and shit. Really? Uh, I know she talked about Caesar salads. Yeah. Yeah, because I know she talked. Yeah, Caesar salad. She used to bring the little croutons home. <laughs> yeah. Are you sick of salad now? Like, are you like, man? No, I, no, if no, I, I see like, another crouton, I'm gonna fucking shoot myself. No, no. I, I'm. I actually enjoy salad, right? Um, but the thing is, I just really boomed back in with my mom, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I've been away from mom was like, fuck, like eight years. Did you like open up like a cabinet and it was just wall to wall croutons? No, no, no. Luckily, there's not, not that You're situation. You're like, hey, mom, bro. how come all the French toast tastes like a crouton? <laughs> right. No. But yeah, she finally retired, though. Man, she's been working for a while there. You know. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. You know, so now hey, tell her I said thanks for all the weight I lost eating salad, man. No doubt. Much, much love, much respect. Big ups. <laughs> I, you know what's interesting about this story? Now, now, listeners, I had a guest on. I'm not sure of the number of show, but I had yeah, a guest on, and his name was Berto. And this gentleman had uh, been incarcerated for an extended amount of time. And he had got out, and uh, he had got involved in the Underground Scholars Program, and um, had ended up going to uh, UC Berkeley, and then had entered into UCLA, and just a phenomenal story. He was the artist who, um, he was the artist that had made that installation with the phone, like like a visiting, a visiting center room in prison. prison. Yeah, yeah, what was the number show that it was? I'm pulling it up right now. Berto... So Berto had gone on and on to tell me, he goes, listen, I'm part of something that some other people. Number 57. Number 57, you guys. And so we're on, check out Berto. By the way, we're on, do you know what we're on now? 78. Nine. 79. I was Can born you? in 79. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. I, so I've got Berto telling me right. about Danny Marillo. Right. I had this guy's GoPro and he did this and he built this whole thing and I'm a, he, I'm part of something that he kind of was the forefather with him and he's and I'm and I'm, me and me and my partner Chumahan are listening and we're like, bro, we gotta get this guy on the show. Right. I have to hear this story. So <clears throat> in in trans in 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 t- trans, while things are going on, I'm kind of, you know, okay, I've got him in my peripheral, we want to get in touch and stuff. And then from a whole nother side of my life, from a whole nother area, big shout out to Bobby from uh, the Southeast area. Bob's, I'm sending you out big love from over here from the Hard Luck Show. He hits me up and is like, hey, Lux, 
I got a great guy that you need to have on your show. Sure enough, it's the same gentleman. This is the first time we had a double blind recommendation. <laughs> double blind recommendation. Right. And it just goes to show you there was no doubt that you're supposed to be here today on this show, man. The universe is pushing you to come here, bro. Yeah, no doubt, you know, man. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm a big believer of that, bro. I'm a big believer yeah. of, you know, things coming full circle, you know. And, and, I, and I appreciate the opportunity to be here because it's really, for me, it's an opportunity to just, you know, um, most of my conversations, most of the shows that I'm on, you know, we got to, you know, carry a certain level of professionalism and, you know, and that's understandable. You don't have right? to worry about it's that. It's understandable, right? We're and completely we're right here. unprofessional. Well, not not that. Though. It's not that you're not professional, but but it's it's. I know that I'm gonna reach a level of audience that that is not really you know, looking at academic panels that I'm participating on. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And you mean they're not full of shit. Academics can be full of shit, bro. Boy, you can tell me, man. Let me tell you. So before we get started, you want any pre-workout, Danny? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I'm mixing some pre-workout right now for a little, you know, little energy. Do you want any? No, I'm good. I, have my, I got my, I got my, my, my Vietnamese coffee, bro. <laughs> this guy likes vibrating during the show. Dude, yeah, I like, a, if you yeah, see me over here sweating, don't worry. Yeah, he's <laughs> about to get pumped up yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so where do you want to start with Danny? <laughs> well, I wanted to ask... Cause I'm an academic dude. Oh, listen! This is the great thing about you two getting together. Yeah, I think you might. Is there some kind of Berkeley in your history? Yeah, UC Berkeley. Some Berkeley. B A in English from UC Berkeley. Yeah, ethnic studies, bro. Yeah, bachelor's in ethnic studies. Yeah. All yeah. right. When were you at Berkeley? Five years ago. Yeah. I, the, so the, you know that five year thing that you just you know I got a memory that I graduated five years ago. Right. Around this time or something. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so five years ago, what are we in now? Twenty twenty. We're 2020. 2020, so 2015. So I was, Sean, you remember when I was going to Berkeley? That was like what, 2001? 2000? 99. 99, yeah. Yeah. I was on a lockdown in 99. Yeah, you see? I was on a lockdown in 99. So while I was going to the Bears Den and getting beer in between classes and getting (laughs) shit faced between classes, you were in a lockdown where? High desert now. We're probably getting shit faced too with the homie Foolish Boy from Bakers. <laughs> making Bruno and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, like Ironwood or No, High Desert. High desert. What's High Desert? Uh, Susanville. Yeah. Ah, uh, you've been in Susanville, yes, right? Yes, I Steve? have. Yep, yep. High dra- we, we call it High Drama. High Drama. Why is it called High Drama? It, high Desert State Prison, in particular the four yard, the 180, mm-hmm. and specifically the, at least when I was there, the, the C yard. Mm-hmm. That, that shit was cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my first three months there, I seen three dudes get whacked. Damn. And all three times I was in the fucking canteen line waiting for canteen, dog. Like, nope, lockdown, lockdown, lockdown. Like, Man, you couldn't get your canteen, huh? So you know how that shit is, right? You yeah, go to, bro. You, you go on a lockdown with no canteen with on me? Fuck. So when you yeah, go to the canteen, stop. like, what can you get that's from the canteen that's good? Like, you corn nuts? All, like, for sure, your, your, coffee store, and your, your coffee and your bugler. Oh. Yeah, but that's off the top. <laughs> you know, then all your cosmetics, and then you get your food, your, your soups, your canned goods, your everything. Is there your a candy. limit? Like, what's the limit can you buy it, it at the canteen? To be, it used to be if you were, like, just on reg, it was, like, somewhere around $60 was all you could spend. Right. But if you were working or yeah. going to school or whatever, yeah. then you get it doubled. So you get to go with $120 How much canteen. did you get for canteen? Depends Danny. where I'm at, though. But if I'm in, uh, on general population, yeah. It was at one when I remember it was seventy bucks. Okay, so he went in yeah. after me. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. I, I went to the shoe. I went. I got slammed down in two thousand three, and at that time it was seventy bucks. Okay, there you go. Seventy bucks. That See, was uh, for a non-worker. But if you were right. a worker, you go one forty. Did you, go. you have one forty or seventy? Seventy. Okay, so you go up there. Now you say the canteen, but like is, commissary. 
Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Store. Okay. Yeah. Listen, but is there like is there like a room you go into and you can point to oh, shit? It's behind the gate. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You, you, you already have a list made out. You already right, have a list made out. Right, you have your list oh, made so out. They, so they got a list and you're like just you got to turn it. You got to turn in your list by a certain date. Already checked off of what you want. And so when they call your number, because everything's in threes, so you're either your last two numbers either fall between 133, yeah. 33 to 66, or yeah. 67 to 99. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, you you have to turn yours in. If you miss the date to turn it in, you don't you're get fucked. any store that month. Okay? Right. You turn it in. So then when it's the first to whatever, right? Yeah. It's your store date to go. Yeah. So you go, and when you go up to the thing, you give them your ID. They already usually have it packed, or they're packing it for you. Yeah. And right. once you get it packed, you get it. And if you have any little money left over, you might be like, oh, yeah, let me get a Popsicle, or yeah. if they, soda, they have it in, or a soda pop or and something. Then, unless you're a baller, and I've seen homies have, like, fucking cases and cases of soda. Or, yeah, or they got, like, five guys going to store for them, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No yeah. shit. So, like, the ballers are like, they've got five guys that have money being sent to them. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you're going to go $70 store. You get to keep $10 for yourself, Yeah. I get the 60 Right. And these dudes would have, their cells would be filled up wall to wall. It suits would look like kit. Costco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, guys. Just but sleeping you get, on a pallet of soda. Get, now look at like he's saying is if you get hit with a lockdown, bro, you're and fucked. you don't get the store, yeah. yeah, all you're getting is whatever you have in your, which you might be out of everything, right? What they give you through that through that feeding feeding slot. That's Damn. the only thing you're getting to eat, bro. Uh, One pack of coffee up. a day. Yeah, it's it's. It, <laughs> so then you're trying to fish it around, and maybe there's somebody in there who's got it. So you're like, dude, shoot, send me, fish me over a shot of coffee. We get a little tobacco. Yeah, and, you know, you're trying to do that, but it's it's lousy to be on a lockdown, especially the lockdowns you're talking about could last, you know, three months, six yeah. months, a year. That 99 lockdown was was nine months. Damn, nine months, bro. and you missed. And the that's general team. population, though. Uh. That was in solitary confinement. So for me. The lockdowns in general population were worse than being in the shoe because in the shoe, you got your canteen coming and you and got you your yard coming. I mean, mandatory. Sure. Right. It's the law. Right. You I mean, you have that coming, right? But in a lockdown in GP, like I've gone on lockdown for nine months, homie, no store for nine months, homie. My son, like, what did up. you do, dude? I what didn't. Was, I didn't what, what was the craziest thing that you like had to stretch out? You're like, you know what? Toothpaste, homie. Yeah. <laughs> or you can be on that motherfucking powder, huh? Yeah, yeah. So what? Like, I mean, Toothpaste. so what? So so like, I mean, you first of all, like, you had to ration it out. You were like, I yeah. can only use like a dime size. <laughs> what I would do is a, like a piece size of fucking toothpaste, yeah, and then, and then dump a little tooth powder on top of it, right. a little bit of Stretch water, it out. a little yeah. bit of water, right, and just you know, lather right. up, yeah, <laughs> a little cut, yeah. And then, uh, okay, so so what was the best thing for you, Danny, at the canteen when you were like, man, I can't wait to get my hands on some fucking hot chocolate with fucking marshmallows or whatever? Like, what was it? I would usually say anything that comes with making a spread. That was my thing. So like the soups, the chips, the pork rinds, the refried beans, yeah, the rice, yeah. the, the hot sausage, like the combination of that. Yeah. Because I, I knew oh, I was going to go home and cook some shit up. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're making them spreads like that, yeah. you don't even go to chow. Right, yeah, you just yeah. stay in your sounding because you. Well, unfortunately, good. in high desert, you got to go to chow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's no <laughs> if ands or buts. You yeah, know what's yeah. interesting is right when you said beans, I remember the beans in there. Yeah, are dry beans. Yeah, yeah. So you do them out of the pouch. You know what I'm saying? They're right. not the canned. You know. Right. Yeah. That's Man. all you. So you got to put them in water and let them hydrate. Yeah, 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 it, yeah. it also depends the, the level of security. Like the, uh, um, I went to the high desert to the level three in high desert, which yeah. is a, you know, it's still. 
maximum security, but like little lower security. Yeah. And they used to let us get canned food. Homie, that changed the whole fucking game. Yeah. Canned having, food. Yeah, having canned foods for your spreads changes everything, bro. What's the best canned food item, bar none? <sighs> Isn't it be between um, roast the, beef? The, 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 nah, the beans and the menudo. For me, canned the menudos. Yeah. Bomb. I didn't even yeah. know they had. You're know winning. Had. That's more like getting a package in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you get a package in. Fuck. Yeah. So okay, so and then roast beef was like the high dollar ticket can good <laughs> in the store. If you get roast beef, oh man, what's roast what? beef in a can like? Because I guarantee you, there's it's like a chunks lot of, of meat. It's like stew are, meat. Stew meat. Oh, you get that? That's like good. a four dollar can. We're like gravy. It's like, it's like in a gravy thing. But you got to remember yeah. too, bro. You got to remember the other side of this thing that we're not talking about. Not just for food consumption. This is money. Yeah, yeah. This is bartering yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So mm-hmm. your tuna's when I was busted, you know, it'd be like four soups equals a dollar. A tuna's a dollar. No shit. Jar of coffee's eight dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's how you use. So when you need something, you're out of this. It's all these are all commodity goods. You know. Dude, what I'm we saying? might be going to that through this virus. <laughs> oh, yeah. this They're fucking economy right? shut down. We're gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, man, how much is Vienna sausages worth? <laughs> 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 so. So the shoe stands for what for those people who don't know? The security housing unit. And what what's entailed with that? Um, lock for top off the top lockdown twenty two and a half hours a day. Okay, and like, do you walk in there like uh, do you get shoelaces and all, or do they strip you down or how? What do you wear? Well, when you first when you first get there, when you first arrive to the shoe, yeah, to at least to the bay, um, which I've been to all three of them, but. Um, Corkin was just like a layover, right? But I was in Tehachapi Shoe. Um, Tehachapi, that's where Sean was for a while. Yeah, they had Tehachapi Shoe and then um, and Pelican <laughs> Bay, right? That's where I did most of my Pelican time. Pelican Bay. Uh, Steve, what shoe? You been to Pelican? Corkin. Corkin. Yeah, I did a shoe program with Corcoran. Yeah, right. Corcoran used to be fucking rough like in the early 90s. 90s, that's like what 90s, I did. Homie, yeah. like, as soon as you get off the bus, they had the welcoming committee. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. can be a little therapy right yeah. off the bus, bro. It, so if you're in the shoe and you're there for 22 hours, and I remember reading some reports that like, you know, they would give you like some kind of yard time, but like the yard time was like, in a, like an enclosed space. Yeah, that's like a little sally port with a, a grid over the top. Right, and then I was reading, and I don't know if they were doing it when you were doing it, but they, they would take people that had conflict with each other, and then- That oh, was Corcoran. That was Corcoran. That was, Corcoran. That that was, was a gladiator fest, bro. Yeah. That was a gladiator fight. Man. But, I went right through uh, that whole problem. That Corcoran, whole Corcoran had like a, for years, but also there was also other places, man. Like I know sure. in, um, they used to do that in Centinella, mm-hmm. and in Centinella, like in maybe like 93, 92, um, they had put the homie out there, uh, Little Man from Wine Gardens, and my homeboy Payaso from Norwalk, with with some blacks, and you know Little Man ended up getting shot. Damn. So like they were, they've been doing that shit. Like even yeah, it joint. wasn't, it wasn't something that's. Um, uh, they didn't own the real estate on this, bro. Right? This was it was unique go- to Corkin? No, but Corkin uh, was like very uh, active with that shit, like gambling, uh, right? right? Gambling, and it was they, they they really, but it was happening. Things and them pointing races together mm-hmm. have been going on in in Folsom and Quentin. I mean, for years, but it was just very organized with the gambling, and they everybody was a lot of people were taking part in this right. thing. Um, and and the way the shoe was set up, it was kind of strategically set up to do it. Mm-hmm. One Sally Port opens up over here. It's like a dog run and another one. Yeah. And they don't know who's coming until the end. And right. Uh, it's like running, man. It was man. awful, dude. And uh, anyways. So I didn't go through none of that, though. Right. I mean, like, I got to the, once I got to the shoe, once I even got to Ad Seg, I got to the point where 
we were only coming out with just the homies. Was segregated already. Yeah, it was already yeah, segregated. So right. it was just the homies. So like, right. if anybody's gonna get beat up, you're gonna get beat up by the homies. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. right. Yeah. And so then you're, uh, and then so how? So what's the what's the low point of being in a cell for 20 hours? And what was the high point? Like, what do you do? Like, do you slowly eat your lunch? Like, you're having tea with the Queen of England to make it last? Like, what do you? What is the worst thing about it? What's the best thing about it? I think the worst thing is the repetitiveness. The yeah. monotonous routine, right? But you have to develop a routine, homie. Yeah. Because if you don't, yep. then then I didn't see too many people like go mentally unstable, but I've seen it. You know what I mean? You like, have. Like they're just mentally, dis- their mind just mentally deteriorating like day by day to the point where like you're looking at them through the door. Yeah. And you don't see nobody there no more when you look at them straight in the eye and shit. You Damn. know what I mean? And I didn't see that a lot, but it, it, ha- it happened. I had a neighbor that, w- that, that, w- that got to that point. But for me, it was like, even before getting to the shoe, I already knew, like, Danny, you need to start a program. Like, figure out a program that's gonna, that you're going to be able to, uh, that's going to help you and, you know, whether it's grow intellectually, you know, I'm going to work out, I'm going to just do different things, right. you know? Right, right. All right. That's kind of like what you did, right, Steve? You, 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 you worked have to out? Have a, you have to have a routine in there. Right. You have to. Like, you have to have a routine. And the other thing is that when you get into the shoe or, or ad say, and you're about to be sellies with somebody, you and your selly have to come to an agreement. You guys are trapped in a cell together, bro, okay? Man. So the first thing that happens is, and hopefully if you're, the first time I went in, it was somebody that was schooling me, and it's like, all right, check this out. This is what's gonna happen. You, you morning or night person? Oh, I'm night person. You're kinda going by the guy who's there first. It's like, all right, man, I wanna, he, would, he told me, all right, I wanna sleep in in the morning time. I'm like, cool, I'll get up first. Right. So I get up, and I maybe do my workout, and then I clean the cell, and by the time I'm done cleaning the cell, here comes breakfast. Mm. Breakfast comes in. You know, we both eat breakfast. And then at that point in time, after we're done eating breakfast, it's my turn to kick back. I've already showered. Right. I've already cleaned myself, right. bird bath, cleaned right. the cell, and worked out. Right. Now I'm sitting on the rack with my book. Chill. I don't do nothing. Chilling. Right. Giving now him space. Coming. Now he's turn. And it's like in the nighttime, you have everything figured out, and you repeat this seven days a week. Every single day. But what it does is it creates space between you two. Right. And it gives you a way to like maintain in there. And if you don't have that, that's when you see shit go sideways in cells. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and disrespect and a lot of like, those things have to be ironed out for the beginning. And when you start doing shoe time, you start to understand. And when there's somebody new coming in your cell, the first thing you do is you give them a rundown. This is how this works. You're going to do this, 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 this. You flush that toilet when you're done. You You wipe that off. And you kind of, so that there's no built up because resentments and, and, and this shit boils over when you're stuck in if I was stuck in a little in that bathroom with you and we had to be in there nine months oh, we better on. have it figured out between <laughs> right, me and you right so so Danny so so based, based on what Steve said did you find that or did you see what, what you, you pointed at me and you looked like you wanted to say something um, or unless you go you know you've already done it long enough where you yeah. end up in somewhere with the, you end up in a cell with someone that yeah. the, it, you, you already click Right, like you, even, you know, like yeah. we click, you know, like I, I had studies like that, and for me, it was mostly the youngsters that you know, you were young, we're egotistical, you know, what I mean? uh, like, and we're just clashing. But like when I was with older homies, feed me, right? You know, right? Not yeah. a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. So how do you want to do this, Steve? Like, do you want to find wanna, out I wanna, what? I go all, I want to go back to the beginning. Okay, let's I go wanna, back. Let's you're go good back. at that. Let's go back to the beginning. You're good at that, you mom. Let's, Let's go, go back, back to, to the, the beginning. beginning. There's so, always an origin story, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. where did you... Let's just fucking start right... Because Steve's got a fork in the road theory. 
mm-hmm. which is like in every man's life, we'll, we'll confine it to men. It's probably women too. And trans and fucking split dick people and all the other shit. Part in people's life, that's the weird dick shit that I talk about that Steve has to get me <laughs> off of every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, that you come in a fucking road where you're like, I'm going to go the right way or I'm going to go the wrong way. And was there a fork in the road? And it, it usually happens when? Middle school. Around 13, I find eighth grade is usually when most guys I know are either going to go one way or the other. Is that true for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when yeah. was that? When was that? When I started high school. Yeah. Right when you started high school. Where did you start high school at? What year? Or Where? Uh, John Glenn High School in Norwalk. Norwalk. Yeah. All right. So you start high school. Yeah, John Glenn High School. Um, prior to that. John Glenn, the astronaut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. Yeah, um, from Ohio, I think. Yeah. yeah. But anyways. Fuck Ohio. No, I'm just kidding, Ohio. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, it was um, prior to that, like junior high was all baseball. That was. What position did you play? Uh, mostly infield. So second base, shortstop, or third. Were you a big hitter? What was your argument? No, 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 no. I, I, I was, if anything, over you, I was... Uh, I was more on the on the on the on the defense. Like oh, I was, okay. I was solid on the defense. If All I right. if I got chosen for any like All Star teams and shit, yeah. it was because of my defense. Okay, and like All right. my other tools and shit. Right, right. All my right. hitting wasn't like as as phenomenal as like other kids and shit. You know. Okay, so then what happens in high school? So you're a fucking playing baseball. Yeah. On the ch- on the way to becoming an Astro or whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. Dodger or whatever, Oakland A, bro, believe that. Oh yeah, yeah. Cash Brothers, Cash Brothers, yeah, 1992, 1990. Jose big shout out, big ups, Mark McGuire. And I think about that, like, why did I end up choosing Oakland A's over Dodgers? I grew yeah, up in why a community, did you? right? And, why and, did I, and you? I and I think about it because I remember as a kid, I used to get picked on a lot. Right? You did, but, yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Like, like, so I'm first generation Mexican American, right? So I go up to a, we pull up to a community, yeah, where there's already generations of, um, of Mexican Americans or Mexicanos that live there. Okay, hold on a second. So first generation means your parents actually came from Mexico. Yes. Okay, and, and I actually first- have a brother and a sister that were born in Tijuana. Nah. Yeah, yeah. So my brother, my mom, and my my mom and my dad, they met in Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara. Yeah, Guadalajara, Mexico. That's where they met, but they're not even from Guadalajara. They're from like another state. They migrated to Alajara as right. kids to work. Right. They met there and got married and then ended up in TJ for maybe like two, three years. What were they doing in TJ? They were making their way up here. Right. right. Getting ready to cross over. No, yeah. but like what do you do in TJ to get up here? Like you work in an upholstery shop or what the fuck? I never actually asked my mom or my dad. Well, I don't think my mom was working, but my dad was. Okay. Right? My dad was working. And, and uh, they're super but, traditional. But I ended, up, I ended up finding out some shit about my dad later on in life. All right. Like, we'll get right, into that. Right, right, I like you know? that. I like he that. He was doing some, some okay. shit, you know? So you're first generation and you show up with Chicanos who've been here for like three generations, four generations. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so, so like, they picked you know, on you. You know, you know, the, the wet bag, the spig, you know. No. T- yeah, you know. Wait I mean, a like, second. You're trying to tell me that a Chicano might have called you a wet bag? Yeah, but these are kids that don't even have an old connection to Mexico anymore or don't right. even speak right. Spanish. No, you know I, mean? I know. Like maybe it was their great-grandma or their grandma that used to speak Spanish But after that. But also understand, though, that a lot of these folks that they never taught their kids how to speak Spanish because kids would get their ass beat in school first speaking Spanish. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I'm sure we could talk about boarding schools, right? Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. So, so, so a lot of a lot of times th- those connections get lost. Yeah. Pero right? hablas yes. español ahorita? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see. Oh, oh, I'll see. You'll see. I'll see. I'll I still go to Mexico. I still go to Mexico. I, I got family out there. Yeah. I mean, like, luckily for me, that I, I do still speak Spanish and I understand it and I can communicate. Hey, I got like, a I client. I go out there and I love it, yo. I yeah. got a client. One of my clients needs uh, somebody uh, who has connections in Mexico to help his girlfriend from 
Iran uh, get a, a travel visa to Mexico. <laughs> Talk to me later. This could be a very sweet thing for you, my friend. <laughs> what, are you trying to start up for marriage? I'm not. They already <laughs> want to get married. She just can't get to the United States right. now because of, of, of the virus and this other bullshit. So he's like, hey, we're like not that far from Mexico. Your wife's, you know, Guatemala. Like, is there some way we can figure out? Because I think Mexico's uh, standards are last. Every so, time this guy asks somebody for a favor, they come out smelling like roses. Oh, so you might want to talk to him after Believe this. me. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about it. I'm going to keep that in mind. I'll, yeah, uh, we'll check back in. Yeah, believe me. It's going to be a sweet deal for everybody. <laughs> so listen. So you go there. They're busting your chops. Yeah. And how does someone pick a first generation person out besides the fact that they can speak Spanish? Do they have fucked up shoes? Do they like? Do they? Do, is it clear to everyone that like me, you're me almost... being the youngest one? I used to get the hand me down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right? fucked up. But um, you know, I, I, that's a good question, right? But like, I think you know, we just grew up on a block, you know, where, where you know there was a bunch of kids, you know, <laughs> and, and we're like the first ones that you know. Um, although there were other Mex- you know, families that came from Mexico. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was my experience, mostly in elementary school, like in school. Yeah. Mostly in school, though, you know? Like, on, on the block, I have friends that will be friends one day and we'll fight the next, right? But, right. you know, kid shit, right? Everybody. That's, yeah. that's yeah. kid shit, right? That's how my marriage is. What are you talking about? <laughs> so then let me ask you this. So what was the worst bullying that happened to you in school that you can remember? Like, what was the worst one? Mm, really never no physical... F- like, I've gotten into fights. Yeah, but I mean... Right, like, as a kid, right? But uh, Or, like, trying to defend myself, but mostly just, you know... Um, the the name calling right if yeah. anything was there like was there a good one that like, besides like wet fucking back? you know border hopper fucking border biscuit fucking border biscuit <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that yeah that, I heard that one and shit you know border hopper fucking uh you know wetback spit yeah beaner uh-huh. you know beaner that's fucked up so, so go then, on so then you get to high school I don't know how why is that related to the Oakland A's Danny why is oh yes I. I Mostly everybody that I grew up with like, would pick on me were all Dodger fans. And for me, it was like a way to like, fuck oh, you. Oh, you want to rebel. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I, I, that's the way I perceived it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think about that it now. That makes sense. You know? Sure. Right. Look at I was a Yankee fan. I was Wait, a New York yeah. Yankee Why fan. Why were you a New York Yankee fan? You're I wearing did. a Raiders hat right now. Yeah, How but I was a Yankee fan as a baseball fan, man. And it what? was kind of like a, uh, a Dodger, yeah. anti-Dodger thing, too. Like, I wanted, you know, I, I felt like my Italian heritage was more <laughs> Yankee, embedded in the Yankees. But I, yeah, I that was makes like, sense. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. But go on. So All right, so then you get to high school, and here comes the fork in the road. Right, yeah. Which um, is what? What's the fork in the road? Am I going to run with the homies, or am I going to just choose something else? Now, is, you know, is, but but there's there's a path to get there, though, right? Like there's a, my there, question, be, and I'm going to let you go. Where, you grew up in the Norwalk area, yeah, in the one ways, in the one ways. That's so that's the hood. where where he grew up at. Yeah, he's growing up and he's exposed to this. This is all around him, right? A couple of neighborhoods from that. What's area the right one there. ways? The one ways is six streets comprised of um um six streets and about twenty four blocks, right? Yeah. And it's, um, at the far at each end is Norwalk Boulevard and Pioneer Boulevard. Okay, and three streets go east and west, and the other three go uh, um, the opposite. Right. So, but you, you can only go one way. I love that. Yeah, the one ways. The one way. That's I right. I fucking love that. And and homies been homies there since at least. I try to do like a historiography of my neighborhood. Yeah. Like of the gang. Yeah. And I've I, I've known homies I've been doing time since the 1960s that were representing Norwalk. Damn. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. right. Okay. At least 1962. So you come into high school, and is it like right away that that fork in the road? You're s- nah, I, I had that fork in the road when I was probably like eight years old. 
What do you mean? Um, I got arrested when I was eight, right, for something I didn't do. What, but is, I, what was you? What were you arrested for? We had um, we had some spray cans, right, that that they said <laughs> that we stole from Home Depot, <laughs> and it was me, my brother, yeah. and my homeboy, uh, a June, well, little downer, and um, we get arrested. I'm, I'm eight years old. My brother's about like ten, and Jumba, you know, his whole family, like you know, uncles and aunts, mom and dad, had been in prison. Junebug. Yeah, that's what we that's what we call him as a kid. That's Jumbo. so funny, dude. That doesn't even sound like an LA name. That's like something you call somebody from the south. Like that's a June bug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, I, my mom used to hate him, yo. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. My mom used to Why? Because <laughs> she thinks that it was because of him that I ended up, you know, in uh, trouble. Yeah. Bad yeah. influence. Yeah. And so when I got arrested after that, like it, around that time, also I seen my first dead body. I went to my first funeral, oh. right? and it was the homie. Um, a dreamer, rest in peace. That was in, I believe, 1989, 1990. And the only reason I went to that funeral was because my dad knew his dad. Got it. Mm. And there was a lot of homies there. You mean like mm. fucking all the homies were there. I was like eight or nine years old, right? Mm. How old was he that was passed away? Probably like 14 or 15. Fuck. Yeah. And, or probably not even 18 yet, though. For right. sure not even 18. And um, I remember seeing him in the casket. Like, fuck that. I don't want to end up like that. Mm-hmm. So like that's when I got How into baseball. How old were you? Probably like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So you walk up to this casket, and and that was the first time you ever seen a dead person. Yeah. What would do you remember? And and, and and like knowing that being cognizant that this uh you know homie was killed because he was from Var Norwalk. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean like he it was, wasn't a, a a disease or an accident. It yeah, like because, th- because of that. So like for me, like oh hell no, I, and, and I, I made that like at that age, like I made it. I'm not gonna be a cholo. Right. That's what we used to call it, right? Back in the 80s. Right. I'm not, not going to be a cholo. Right. You know what I mean? So you said, fuck it. Nah, time for and, baseball. Yeah. And around at the same time, a, a new neighbor moved in who has family in the neighborhood. Um, this guy named Henry. And um, he asked me, you want to play baseball? I coach a baseball team. And he put me on. And that's right. how I fell in love with baseball. Awesome. Right? And so I fell in love with baseball, like, you know, up to like eight to up to the age of 13. Yeah. High school starts. Right. I'm not allowed to play baseball. Why? Because one... Um, it's fucking weird. We started high school in eighth grade. So it wasn't like the, we weren't um, actual freshmen. Right. We started high school in eighth grade. Hold on. Let's so pop. we're like, we existed, but we weren't even there. Right. You were like <laughs> ghost people. You know what? That's true. Because if you go to different school systems, their middle school is always different. Sometimes it's just seventh and eighth. Cause they don't want, cause eighth graders are too young to be fucking around with eighteen year olds. Like it's it's too crazy. But they're too old to be fucking around with sixth graders. <laughs> and then sometimes it's six, seven, eight. Sometimes it's seven, eight. And I've seen yeah six, seven, and then eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So we That's were the crazy. last year, bro. Oh. We Nineteen ninety two. We were the last year to be eighth graders. So we were like first years all over again. That's right? so fucked up. Yeah, and because so, being a freshman sucks. So what in eighth grade you get? Are you? I mean, the big kids are real fucking big. But luckily by then, um, my brother was already there. He's, you know, from the neighborhood, you know. Oh, okay. My, okay. My, my sister, you know what I mean? Like, my okay. sister, she's a homegirl too and shit, you know? Yeah. So um, I knew a lot of the homies and shit, you know? Even though I was in gaming. In eighth grade, in eighth grade, first year, first semester, I was into the tagging. 1992. Oh, no. Did you have, what was your tag name? I, I used to t- try to tag user. User. But, yeah, and, and yeah. to be honest with you, I wasn't a good tagger, homie. I used to just go with my homeboy Travieso. Rest in peace. Yeah. My homeboy Travieso, um, definitely used to throw some sick ass bombs, yo. Like, yeah. Like some sick ass shit, like New York shit, right? Right. And I'd go with them and shit, you know, and uh, like some cartoon shit, you know, like for kids, though, like, like damn, you're fucking sick, dog. Like, <laughs> some sick ass bombs. And I used to be a lookout. 
Okay. So that's how my name would get up there. Right. <laughs> All right. Add me on to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. But um, so me and him, like, that's why I used to go tagging with. We weren't from the barrio yet. His family, he already had family from the barrio. A lot of my friends that I grew up with, they already have family from the barrio. Yeah. You mean? Like, they were, like, second or third generation. Dad's probably been to prison, brothers in YA and shit like that, you know? Yeah. And so um, eighth grade happens. I'm, you know, congregated a bunch of kids, eighth grade that, when we're in high school, I mean, in, in junior high, we're playing baseball, you know, uh, but now we can't do nothing. Like, we can't play, we can't be participating in no high school sports. Right. right. And so, uh, like, we literally have nothing to do. And a lot of us got into tagging. God, that just a sounds like the perfect setup to fuck up a bunch of kids. Yeah, it does. It does. It's like, hey, why don't we bring in a bunch of eighth graders and then give them nothing, nothing to, to do. do? Right. Yeah, so, like, fucking... Um, like summer, summer of uh, of ninety two and the fall ninety two, we all got into the tagging stuff, and that's right. the, that's the one that time that you know it was all crazy and shit with yeah, the tagging yeah. and shit. You know, they were getting they were getting vilified. Like oh, people that were tagging were getting like vilified. You know, getting um, you know these massive fines and shit. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, you could put up a billboard of some fucking shoes for a corporation yeah. that's using slave labor, no problem. But we're some good. kid tagging, like you're fucking up the environment. I think it's important <laughs> to say too. I, and I'll just say this from my standpoint. That was that if you had a prominent neighborhood yeah. in an area, yeah, say like from where I'm from, there's a group of kids that aren't quite ready to get into the neighborhood. So right. they're like this 13, 14-year-old, right? Right. And they see the homies. They know all the homies, right? Right. But they're not quite ready to get jumped into the neighborhood, right? Right. But they want to experiment with elements of the neighborhood. Right. Spray painting on walls, maybe running around with a gun. Right. Right. Drinking, using. AP gang, AP program for, for gangs. And what the get, a lot of neighborhoods are watching these youngsters because they're in like the training ground. Right. And like whatever guys really stick out are the guys that are going to get nabbed up. Eventually, those guys yeah. are going to join the neighborhood. Uh, the minor leagues for baseball. It is. Yes, yes, but also, too, from my experience, yeah. that was my, for me, it was like, either I'm going to be from the barrio or I'm going to do something else. And for me, like, I ain't got nothing else, so I'm going to well be a tagger. Damn. I don't want to be, because I know what I know where you could end up at. I right. see it. I seen the whole there. You know, yeah. You made the casket decision. Yeah, you know? And, and, Damn. And, and, and so, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to tag. And all we were doing as taggers, bro, like, we would, Ditching parties, smoking weed, drinking, and partying <laughs> with girls. You know what I mean? And tagging, right? Tagging right. on walls. But we weren't, I wasn't robbing people. Right. I never carried a gun at that time. No violent I wasn't, crime. I wasn't, for me, battling with, with other crews. Like, hey, let's go see who gets, up, who gets the most spots. Right. Like, it wasn't like, let's shoot each other up. Like, right. I lived on a block before the age of 13. I was an innocent bystander in three drive-by shootings. Before the age of 13, innocent bystander. By the age of 13, I was getting <laughs> shot at because I was already repping the hood. Right, you, know you would mean? get shot out for for tagging. No, no, no. I was saying about like, I was just an innocent bystander. Yeah, like in my neighborhood, like all three times that I got that I was an innocent bystander. Actually, twice I was playing baseball, bro. Damn. Yeah. So then, let me ask you this: How do you go from innocent bystander playing baseball? I know you went tagging, but you got you went another level because at some point you're in a shoe program. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. how do you get from? kind of dipping your toe in it a little bit because you got nothing else to fuck it i'm in i might as well go all the way i think it was a process too though because like 1993 that process 1993 spring of 93 they kick off the peace treaty in the southeast right um all the different gangs all the different hoods we kick uh. off a peace treaty and um 
and, and uh, so you know what happens is that folks go on a massive recruiting. Like, you know, start, start recruiting, a lot of the youngsters in the neighborhood start, you know, getting recruited to get jumped in as well, you know? Wait, wait, wait. Why would a peace treaty lead to recruitment? Um, I, I think for, for me, because what happened was uh, they ended up fucking, uh, once, they start, once the peace treaty started, yeah. um, you know, a lot of folks just kind of, you know, got, got, got into, you know, fucking, uh, the, the effects of the peace treaty, bro, yeah. was a lot of partying between different barrios. Yeah. A lot of partying between different parties. Like in my neighborhood, they were having parties like where, you know, people that we used to gangbang against each other were like coming to the neighborhood and partying. And for me, as a kid, like, oh, shit, I'm liking this now. Yeah. We're not gangbanging. We're not killing each other. We're just partying and shit, you know? Now it's attractive and it's a little bit safer now. And so now people want to join. Well, yeah. It, it could have been that, yeah. But like okay. for me, like that's kind of how I, I ended up getting caught up in that, bro. Like Got it. Also, a lot of the kids that I grew up with, right, like I said, they yeah. were already generational. Their moms, their dads, their brothers were already from the barrio. I mean, so they ended up like, fuck it. Like, it was just like a natural instinct. Like, oh, I'm going to be from the barrio too. My family's already from the barrio. Right, right, but right. these are still my friends. So I'm right. still kicking it with them. I'm kicking it at, at their house and, you know, with the homies and shit, you know? So then you get caught up in it because now it's, it's less dangerous. You're having a party. And yeah. remember, in, uh, around that time, fucking um, around that time, um, I, I started, um, I'm in high school. You know, I'm kicking it with the homies. And um, somebody puts me on on how to sell weed at school. And and how do you sell weed at school? Two dollar joints, bro. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three, selling two dollar joints, and I went from that to you know selling nickels and dimes. Yeah, my thing. When you got because to- of the peace treaty and because there was like no really actual uh, gang violence happening. Yeah, um, I got into the money. Right. I got into the money. I mean, like I got into how much? You know, I mean, were you rolling at a certain point in high, for high school standards? By the time I got busted. The most that I ever picked up was 12 ounces of crack cocaine. Ah, but I mean, like, did I, you have wheels? Did you cocaine, fucking bro. have tight fits? Were you fucking walking around? No, um, th- with the weed, like, once I got into the crack, I, I wouldn't sell nothing else. You didn't waste your time with that. I, I would just, I smoke a lot of weed. Right. Yeah, I smoke a lot of weed, but I just wouldn't sell it. I mean, right. But I mean, like, so a lot of people who want to try to get in, I got a cousin, skinny as a fucking, as a two by four. This guy was always trying to get into selling weed, but he always wound up smoking it all. <laughs> but like he was always trying, because he wanted to fucking be like slick. He wanted to have cool shit. It's like, did you have cool shit? Did you dress oh, up? Oh, yeah. Fuck right? yeah. Like, what? Fuck yeah. Did but you have, like, this, though, the first time that I actually got like a, a big sack of weed, Yeah, I got it from my dad. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 1993, yo. Damn. Yeah. 1990. No, no, no. 1992. It was, it was during, during, at that time, I wasn't from Navarra yet. But I was already transitioning. Right. Yeah. And I remember, um, I guess, yeah, I found out that I was smoking weed. And like, don't be fucking stupid. Don't fucking smoke it. Sell it. And he gives me an ounce of weed. He goes, give me 50 back. No shit. The next day, homie, I go to school, dog. Fucking, we had no smoking that shit. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and then you had to find 50 bucks. Yeah. After that, he didn't fuck with me no more, yo. <laughs> he didn't fuck Dad with me. Dad cut him off. Yeah, he was like, yeah. oh, he's Ooh, one of those. Good connection, bro. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> So then what's it, I know this is a stupid question, but just, I want to hear it. What's the difference between selling weed and selling crack? Like, what's, what's, what? A lot more traffic for crack. crack. Fuck yeah. And a lot more money. Yeah. Faster money. Anyone ever suck your dick for crack rock? Oh, fuck, man. You get offered all the time, bro. Did, did you take anyone up <laughs> on it? As a kid, of course. Yeah. Ah. Go ahead. I'm just asking. Did, <laughs> did, let me ask you a question. Did They're any, offering you all sorts of stuff for crack. Did anyone? not just that, but like you know, um, we, you, at that age, we, at, at that age, we had everything, bro. Like we had heroin, we had crystal meth. Let me ask you a question: 
you don't have to say who, but was there anybody who you were shocked wanted to suck your dick? Like someone's mom was like, hey, yeah, um, listen, nah, just, nah. this is just between you and me, Danny. <laughs> but I'm feeding that crack rock. I want to say, or like, did any priest, any priest was like, hey, listen, don't tell I suck your dick. Nah, nah. Was there anything that shocked you where you're like, man, get the fuck out of here? It's not that that is shocking, right? But you know, you you see, you know, folks like you never expected. Like, damn, I, you ended up doing, you ended up smoking crack. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, so sometimes you grow up thinking, like, you know, some folks don't aren't going to end up that way, <laughs> and, and then it just it just happens, right? And I one thing that I've always experienced is that, in particular, where like, um, where families or mothers and fathers were always like, you know, looking down on everybody else, looking down on everybody else, and talking shit about all these other kids, yeah, and then their kids end up the same way, right? You know what I mean, that that was like, you know, that's a, that's the pattern that I would always see. You were like, you talked so much shit, yet you couldn't keep your kids off the fucking shit. Shit happens, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you're so you start getting deeper into the game. How old are you now? Forty. No, no. No. <laughs> oh, at that time. Yeah, at that time. You're you're you're, you're, um, you're high school. You're high getting, school. <laughs> like the transition started happening. You know, thirteen. You know, ninety three. Selling weed, uh, 94, um, that's kind of when I started getting into the crack game, right? Did and you I, learn how to cook it? I never cooked it, but I used to see people cook it in front of right. me. Right. You know, and, and uh, once I really got into the crack game was when, um, what, what got me into it first was uh, the homies would go to, um, to South Central and they buy 50 double ups. That's how I started. Okay. I, got, I ended up getting like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. And then I, 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 um, I slanged it, you know, I went, got, the, got, got two double ups, flipped it, and just kind of would do that, do right. that for a while. Right. And then my brother got out of camp, right? My brother got out of fire camp, and one day they mailed him a check from fire camp, right? And I'm at, I'm at home, nobody's there. I, the mailman drops off the check, you know, it's like, fuck, I'm going to go cash this shit. I cash it, I fucking go to South Central, and I buy I, a fucking- How do you uh, cash your brother's check? With this, uh, with the social security card, and you look kind of like him, and nobody no, cared. They, well, Dad, we, I go to the fucking Mexican market right there in the right, neighborhood. Right, you right, mean right, like right. They, they see my, they see my dad's last name, like, oh yeah, I, we know who you are. Wow. You know, like, it was like about a thousand two hundred bucks. And then what did you do with that money? I went to South Central, yo, and I went to South Central, and I ended up going to uh, over to um, the neighborhood Thirty Eighth Street, you know. Yeah. And that was I found a connect right there that fucking for nobody really wanted to talk to me, bro. I was fucking. 14, 14 years old. Right, you I were fourteen. Yeah, I was like, yo, I, I'm trying to get. How'd to you get there. over there? You just drove. No, my my my, my, my homies took me. Okay, my homies took me. Right, you and had a fat wad in your pocket, and you're yeah. like, listen, take me to 38th Street. I'm gonna come up. We, like a you know, we kind of, I, I kind of knew already some names, like you know, kind of who to hit up, and and like folks were like, I'm not gonna sell it to that kid. I'm not gonna sell it to that kid. And somehow, um, <laughs> I remember, uh, um, my I, I used to have a cousin who was married to one of my homies, and his family was from 38, and we yeah. found out they they used to push weight. Yeah, so like go to thirty eight, and I ended up going over there, and fucking somebody pulled up, and I'm looking, hey, I'm looking for some, you know, for some weight, and the dude's like, fuck it, I got you, and fucking he became my connect ever since. Though. He used to take care of me, like anytime I need anything, like yo, I need this, like come to man, come you know, 14, 14, 15, 16 but I get busted, I get busted, um, December thirty first, um, December 31st? Yeah, 1990, to, uh, 1994. Before the new year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were about ready to party or something? And yeah, then you got I was about something. to go make a delivery, bro. Uh, how did go, you get busted? Um, I pulled out of uh, the house that I pulled out of. Yeah. That house and then a, a house that was a couple houses down. Yeah. They were both under kind of investigation. They were dope houses, you know? Yeah. People were selling long fucking heroin out of there. 
So I walk out of the house. I'm walking down the street, and before I hit, uh, before I hit the, 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 the street that's crossing, yeah. the narc drives right in front of me. So I'm like maybe like three houses away. Yeah. Three houses away before I get to the corner, and I'm thinking to myself, like, man, I should fucking turn back. How did you know it was a narc? Well, you, you, you know the narc cars, the beige ones? Yeah. The Pac-Man cars and shit, they, they're, yeah. they're all beige. They got, the, they got the, those big old bright lights, the lights on the side on the and side, shit. Yeah. Oh, right. So you could see like a Undercover. spotlight on the yeah. fucking... But it's during the day. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's during right, the right, day. Right. So like he passes right in front of me. And they fucking, um, and it was these two fucking dudes, fucking Perry and Lee and shit. Perry and Lee? Yeah, Perry and Lee. They were the fucking narcs. And God. they're Norwalk. Sound like steak sauce, guys. Yeah, man. These motherfuckers are some assholes and shit. But so I hit the corner and they fucking just swoop up on me. Boom. Like, fuck. And I have this fucking eight ball in my hand. And when they swoop, how many come out or the cars just screech to a halt? Like, is it, is it like they show on the TV? Like, how does it oh, go? Oh, yeah. He just, they pull right in front of me. Like, they cut me right off. Oh. Before I even step onto the street. Damn. Before I, like, they cut me right off. And yeah. they like, put your hand on the hood. Put my hands on the hood. I got the dope in my hand. Like, I'm oh. like this, right? Did you try to throw it? Nah, man. I had it in my, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a bag. It wasn't, it wasn't like wrapped up. It wasn't oh. a bag. So even if I tried to throw it, it would just probably just fly around <laughs> and just kind of like right, work yeah, its way right, down. Right. Caught you know? dead to rights. <laughs> and so um, they pull me over. I have a warrant because I was on house arrest, right? Um, maybe like three weeks before that, I, four weeks before that, I cut off my house arrest, right? And, um, and so I was on the run. <laughs> I get pulled over. You know, they run my name. They're like, oh, you got to, there's a warrant for your arrest. Put me in the back seat. Before they put me in the back seat, they cuff me up. Yeah. And they're like, open your hand. And like, I, you know, I, I still got, I got a fist, right? They're like, open your hand. And they fucking open my hand. And they fucking pull out the... They find the, the, Did the you even bomb. try to say like What is that You nah, put that nah. there Copper <laughs> Nah <laughs> So like they find the rock And shit and they put me in the car And they take me to the station um, I ended up doing six months for that okay. But not, not for the crack though. I ended up doing six months For cutting off the House arrest The house arrest Was it an ankle bracelet Yeah it was an ankle How do you bracelet. cut off an ankle bracelet Scissors That's yeah. it yeah. Is it yeah. that easy It's plastic Yeah, yeah. That's crazy yeah. Manafort's wearing an ankle bracelet Right now back at home Because of the virus Paul Manafort Alright go ahead yeah, right? And so um, I cut it off. You know, I, I get busted. Um, you do six months. Six months. At county? No, uh, juvenile hall. Oh, or, okay. uh, Camp. I was in Camp Kilpatrick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You ever oh, Camp yeah. Kilpatrick? Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah. went there because I played baseball, homie. Yeah, right? okay. It's a, it's a sports camp. Right. It's a sports camp. That's they, where they did, they, that, they did that movie on. Good Iron Gang. Iron Gang, yeah. Oh, oh okay. With That's Exhibit right. and yeah, The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was there. Was it bad or you were like... No, nah, it was sick. chill. Yeah. It was chill as fuck. We used to play baseball. They used to take us out of the camp. We'd go, we'd go play against different high schools. Oh. And then my mom would come to the games. Yeah. And she would always bring food. Your mom would be there. Yeah, yeah. She would come to the games. I spoke at Kilpatrick. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I spoke to the youth up there. Motherfucker, yeah. can you... Are you hearing this? So this guy goes to high school, can't play baseball. Fucking sells crack. They put him on a baseball team. Yep. In camp, right? Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> so, so... um. Yeah, my mom used to come through, you know, my mom used to come through, fucking bring food, fucking, uh, um, you know, different, different things. You know I mean? And my coach used to love it. Like, yo, make sure that your mom comes and shit, you know, because, you know, sometimes you bring uh, shrimp cocktail, fucking tacos Damn. and burritos and shit. Right. And so, um, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so, so I'm, in, I'm there for six months, bro, but, but I'm about to get out, you know, and in my mind, I'm like, yo, if I go home right now, I'm going to just go back to selling crack. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be smart about it. You know what I mean? I'm going to be smart right. about it. And maybe about like two months before going home, um, they kill one of my homies. Who's they? Um, 
the you know enemiga the enemies and try the to enemy. the, okay. the, you know they're but they're not my enemy I don't consider them my enemy no more right and that, that we'll get into 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 that as to why I don't consider consider them my enemies no more right right but I mean as far as the uh, politics go at that time the enemies yeah yeah okay. you know my, my my homie gets killed you know my homie Smiley rest in peace this is Mother's Day 1995 damn um about two months later I get released right and, and uh, I get released to you know I I. I my house is the spot. Like in my absence, my my sister ended up taking over. You know what I mean? She was selling fucking uh, um um crystal meth, right? So in my absence, you know, she and the one her her and, and and the homie that she was with ended up you know hustling and shit, you know. And, and mm-hmm. as soon as I get out, like you know, homies are kicking it there. You know what I mean? And you see everybody's fresh tattoos, you know, and memory of Smiley, or you see it writing on the walls. You know what I mean? And, and you see a lot of homies still pissed off. And, and my first day out. Um, my dog, my my fucking dog, little um, little Snuffy, rest in peace. His uncle was with Smiley, and he got shot fifteen times with an AK, and it survived, right? And so he's like, "Yo, let's go to the hospital. Let's go to, let's go to Killer King. Let's go visit the homie." Right. And as soon as I walk into the fucking room, I see homie there, like just full of bullet holes. You know what I mean? Like, like looking bad, homie. I'm like, man, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. You know. It still makes you tear up. Mm. Man, your eyes are turning a little bit red because it's still fucking, it's emotional for you. Yeah. That, 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 everything went from like, we're going to make money to like, man, fuck that. We're going to get paid back. Mm. How old was he? For the guy that's, your homie that's in the hospital bed. Same age as my brother. So I'm going to say like 17, 18. Damn. We all young the homie, the, the homie Smiley, maybe like, maybe like. Two years older, probably not even twenty-one yet. What do you think made it? I mean, of course, seeing somebody you're close to hurt like that, right? It's going to do something. But why? Why do you feel like it made such an impression? Like, because I mean, even now the room temperature just changed as you talked about it. What was it about it that caused you to have this uh, like change like this? Now we're on a vengeance run. The pain in, in the neighborhood, you know. Not, um, Smiley's dad was was a, also a family friend. He was my dad's friend. Uh, Smiley's dad was um, you remember the, the 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 first person I told you that I seen, the homie Dreamer, the homie Dreamer and Smiley are brothers. I remember cousins, they're cousins. So so Smiley's dad and Dreamer's dad are my dad's friends. Mm. I mean, and, and so you know, I, the homie, you know, the, uh, um, Smiley's dad, we call him Weddle. You know, fucking, he was a cool ass fucking dude. You I mean he was, always had weed? Anytime I needed weed, like here you go, turtle, here you go, Danny, here you go. Right. You know, and, and like he just didn't deserve that. Nah, I mean, and, and but the shit happens. You know what I mean? Because of the way we were growing up, right? You know what I mean? The way we were growing up, and, and the way we know we've been conditioned through fucking years of fucking mental fucking colonization and shit. You know, and mm-hmm. and, and how we view each other. You know what I mean? And we you know we can get into that later, but but yeah, bro, that 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 I seen a lot of pain as soon as I came home, bro. Like I seen it written on the walls. I seen it in my homies' faces, tattooed on their bodies. I went to go visit homie. His mom was right there. You know, someone. You know, um, the homie that was in the hospital grew up with my brother so like a lot of us are already we're linked you mean like we've known each other since fucking since we're kids you know what i mean like my my, my homies that's in the hospital his uncle his nephew's my best friend right you know what i mean so so you know i, I see this I, that was the that, that was the tipping point right there seeing the homie dusty in that bed that was like the tipping point like man fuck that shit mm-hmm. this payback and and i wasn't expecting to do that though i wasn't I, my, my mind was like yo we're gonna make money we're gonna make mm-hmm. fucking a lot of money watch you know and, and but yeah, man, I think just seeing seeing that pain, bro. In the so then, so then, um, so then, the so then a vengeance thing is called out. 
And do you immediately, like, do, does everyone immediately go to looking for whoever? It, it doesn't happen like that. Everybody kind of, you know, uh, for me, for some people, like, they might fucking get drunk one day and like, fuck that shit, you know? But I wasn't that type of person. For right. me, I was more methodical. Like, oh, we're, we're going to game bang today. Like, right, we're going to just, you know, not fucking keep a clear mind and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't, have to, I didn't have to get high to get into my pain. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people have to. Yeah, yeah. For me, nah, fuck that. Like, that was always in the front of my mind. Like, fuck that. These motherfuckers kill the homies? Like, all right, it's on. You know? And, uh, and I had other homies that were like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> we're just coming out of the 80s and the 90s, homie. 80s and early, late 80s, early 90s. That, that, that era was fucking hectic. People talk about, like, the mid-90s and late 90s. Like, nah. The, the early 80s, early 90s, like, in terms of game banging, like, I seen some shit, you know? And that was, like, that wasn't even the era that I was involved with, you know? And so a lot of the homies that were from that era, those were the homies that I was kicking it with. You I mean, at 15 years old, I was running with, I was running the streets with homies that have already been to the shoe, have already been to level fours, you know? Right. And, and like, I wasn't kicking it with, you know, homies that my age, you know, I was, you know, I still had a lot of my homies that my age, but a lot of my homies my age were kicking it with these dudes, you know? And, and we're just on a whole nother level, you know? And, yeah. that, and, that, and that, that wasn't just my neighborhood, though. So it's not, it's not just, like, unique to my barrio. This is every barrio. I mean, especially barrios that have been around for years, that, that have generations of homies constantly recycling in and out of the system, you know? Yeah. Like, we kick, you know, we end up kicking it with older homies all the time, you know? So then, methodically, how does one, you know, go about getting payback? Shit, you know, it, different ways, bro. Like, it happens different ways. Like, you could just say, you know what, today, you know, you get a G-ride. Mm-hmm. You mean you get your strap and you go over there, you go to enemy territory and look. Yeah, or or you fucking shit. So, sometimes it happens in a neutral zone. You mean you end up at a gas station, right. like oh shit, that's them. That's a full slip. Like you at a drive-through. You know what I mean? A like liquor store. It, anything. You mean yeah. like shit like that? You mean like Jack in a Box? See somebody in a parking lot. So, sometimes Stop, you're sometimes you're on. not sometimes you're not even looking for somebody, but you might be holding and shit. Like oh that's the that's so it, it, it's on at any time and shit. You know and, and uh. And there was moments that happened like that, you know? Especially yeah. like, you know, car shows, Whittier Boulevard, back in the 90s. Like, Which shit. is why they shut the car shows down for a minute, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, let me ask you this. Is that how eventually then you make your way to doing bigger time? No, I was, um, I didn't get busted for no, like, gang-related, you know? Yeah. Or at least not nothing that were gang-banging or anything like that. And, and to be honest with you, like, the gang-banging part, even though that became part of, like, who I was at that time, yeah, it didn't still take up most of my time. Right, my time was like always in the fucking money. Right, you know what I mean? Like always, you know. Um, as soon as I got out, I, you know, somebody gave me enough money to go buy a, um, an ounce of, of crack. That was in July of 1995. How big is an ounce of crack? Probably like, like probably like a baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn. but it depends how you get it. I used to go to when I used to go to South Central at 38th Street. They used to sell me cookies. Remember the cookies, like the, they were flat. Oh, flat cookie, yeah. yeah. Flat cookie like crack. Dish. Like a dish. Looks like a chocolate chip cookie. Flat cookie crack. Like oatmeal cookie. Yeah, like a, like those grandma cookies. Yeah, yeah. Like two stacked mm-hmm. on top of each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, like that. Okay, all right. Yeah, it looked like kind of like that. They were flat and and uh. Like imagine the bottom of a mayonnaise jar. Yeah, but just fl- like yeah. Thick. Yeah. And then you go. What do you do? You got to break that up at home and fucking yeah. sell off pieces. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and then eventually you have that dust bag that Lepke was talking about. What was, and you could sell that little dust bag and some fucking crazy crackhead trying to exactly. smoke, or smoke primos. We used to smoke primos. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then at what point are you in a situation where they've got you for like you know, a real thing? Well, yeah, what happened? Yeah, like how do you get there? So when I got out from camp, you know, 
you know, besides the game banging, I'm also making money, you know, right. making money. Um, and, um, and also fucking, you know, I got into robbing drug dealers. Ooh. Yeah. I it's got, crazy to me that I would think that cops would kind of be like, like let that roll because you're going against somebody who's selling drugs. Do they do that? Do the cops kind of sometimes look the other way or not, do they, not, they don't even, they're not even paying attention? Not in this case. What not happened? In this case. Not in this case. I, I, I ended up, me and three of my other homies, um, the homie, um, I got busted with three other dudes and shit and um, we're looking at a, a carjacking, a kidnapping and two home, and a home invasion robbery and an armed robbery. Right. You know, and, but because even though they knew who we were robbing, right? We're four gang members, right? So that's a, an opportunity for them to get you guys out the street, yeah. All right, yeah. And, get, and get a win, and, 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 and get a win on their belt. Three of all three of my homies have already had experience at least fifteen years of incarceration, right? You know what I mean, and then there's me. You know what I mean? Like, what's what's the secret to robbing drug dealers? Like, I mean, you know, sometimes you watch TV and you see dudes or whatever, but like, what's the secret to it? How do you get it done? Well, most of the, most of the places that we would rob were mostly nickel and dime spots. So it wasn't like you're robbing like a fucking big time um, Fort Knox. Maybe the the, the 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 last guy that we robbed, we probably got a couple ounces of fucking heroin off of him, you know. But then what what fucked us off was that we ended up taking you know the jewelry and the money. You were like, fuck it, we're here, we might as well grab some other shit. Yeah, and so you know you can report that. You can't report ounces of fucking heroin and, <sighs> and, and, and stolen yeah. guns and shit, you know. And then how did you get a carjacking out of that? We 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 found that we we caught him at a fucking um, at a hamburger stand. <laughs> and you made him drive you back to the spot yeah. and the whole thing. That's how it turned into kidnapping and all that. Uh, gotcha. gotcha. At a hamburger stand. So was he in a drive-through? Like was it like a Jack in a Box? No, I think he was over there delivering something. I at the parking see. Lot. I Got see. It. I yeah. see. Yeah, that's how the overnight shift stays cooking them burgers. So then you go. You guys roll up on them. Say, hey, we're going back home with you. Let's go yeah, for a ride. Nab them up. Yeah, yeah, we take them. So you know, fucking. We get them, you know, it's a whole day thing. And, and, you know, um, after it's over, you know, we're not thinking that he's going to call the cops. What kind of a bitch-ass motherfucker calls the cops? You know, you would think that's part of the game, right? Like, you know, they got you, all right, come back and get your paybacks, you know? Right. Like, yeah, this is the life we chose. First day, one of my homies gets busted. A couple weeks later, somebody else gets busted. Like, oh, shit, I think we're going to start getting popped. And, and so, you guys took some some legitimate stuff, so he had a way to call the police on. Yeah, because he wasn't going to call the police on himself. Right, but for drugs. Like, right, but that's what he's saying. But I, he he's also kind of saying like, listen, the guy's selling drugs. Why call the cops? It's kind of a fucked up move. Well, it's a fucked up move, but you know, if there was, if you left him with just dope, and it was just robbed, it's a little more difficult for him to call them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now he's got something he can report. Yeah. So wait he a can second. Make it about the so when the cops do an investigation in a scenario like that and they take in the witness statement, I would think that they'd be like, okay, well, this guy's obviously a drug dealer, but they don't care because they're like, fuck it, we're going to get an easy arrest out of this. That's my suspicion, bro. Like, there's four of us. Right. Or, you know, and, and they can always come back and get him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Which I, mean, I don't know. Whatever, I, don't, easily, I don't know whatever happened to he him. He can though. easily draw. I mean, and really, they can look past it. If he's like, you know what, these four gang members robbed me of my jewelry and kidnapped me, they're going to be all over that, bro. Right. They're going to get credit like, for this is cracking We're gonna some get these gang four members. Guys. We don't really care what this guy's doing. Right. Get these four dudes. That's fucked up. So then, did you go to trial? No, no. So um, my three homies, they went to trial while they, were, while they were in adult court. I was in juvenile court. Okay. And then I got bonded over to adult court. By the time oh. I got bonded over to adult court, they had a mistrial. 
right? Yeah. And so trip out on this. The whole time when I was in juvenile court, I wanted to go to adult court because I was like, well, we're going to beat this shit. Right. We're going to beat it. Like, yeah, we're going to beat it. And so once, we, once they got that mistrial, I was pumped up. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to beat it. There was one of the jurors on that jury was like, yo, something here is not right. Right. Something here is not right. Like, yeah, they might be gang members, but this dude ain't telling the whole story. Right. Yeah. And so they had a mistrial. And so, bam, I, I finally catch up to them. We're all in adult court. And they're like, yo, we're going to fucking give you guys, um, we're going to give you a deal. Or you're looking at 75 years to life, we'll take it to trial again. Like, they were ready to take it to trial again. Did you have a public defender or a regular Oh, case? yeah. I had, a, I had a regular lawyer when I was in juvenile court. And he was telling me, like, dude, don't go to fucking adult court. Right. Stay here. You're, the most you can do is, you know, 25 years into, you know, YA. You know, until go to you're y- 25. Yeah, right, until you're right. 25. You go to YA, go to YA until you're 25. Right. I'm like, nah, fuck that. We're going to beat this shit. Oh. Like, All right. You know what I mean? We're gonna beat it. Like I wanna go to I wanna go up there with the homies and we're gonna beat this shit and fuck going away for fucking Tom twenty five. So you go up there and the DA lays a heavy fucking trip on you. Yeah. And they're they're pushing to push the case. So they're they're not they're not budging and shit, you know? <sighs> and so they're like, We'll give you a deal, fifteen years for three of you, and twenty five for um for the fourth person. Which were you in a fifteen year or twenty five year? I was a fifteen. Okay. And um, my other two homies who, um, they were, the, they, they didn't have no felonies yet, but they done YA time. Right. Right. They done like some stretch in, some, some, uh, 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 like a long stretch in YA. But um, the, the, the other homie, um, my homeboy little Hawk, he already had a, a, a joint, he already did time in the joint and he already had some felonies. Gotcha. And that was his strikeout right there. Gotcha. So he got struck out. And so that was a deal. <sighs> That was a deal. The deal was that Little Hawk had to take 25 to life in order for me to get 15. In order for me, for Junebug, I ended up getting busted with Junebug. Yeah. Who I got busted with when I was the first time I got busted. The last yeah. time I got busted was the same dude, right? Yeah. So now you know why my mom hating them and shit. Right. <laughs> and then uh, my homeboy Slugger. Damn. And so. So they told us 15 for all three of you. As but long in order, as he takes the 25. But he has to take the 25. God if damn. he doesn't. Then we all go to trial, and all of you are looking at 75 for the whole thing. So what are you thinking at this time? In my mind, I'm like, yo, man, take the fucking deal. But, like, of course, I can't tell him that. I, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, homie, it's, it's homeboy's decision. Right. It's homeboy's decision if he wants to take that deal or not. But didn't you guys think you were going to beat the case? We thought we were, man, but this motherfucker was in budget, homie. He was still coming back. We, he was not. We thought we were going to be able to fucking, you know, have him not show up to court. I see. I see. But the guy was going to show up to court no matter rain or shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. Too big of a gamble. Yeah, man. Gambling, uh, gambling, 75 years. You're like, give me that 15. Norwalk court, homie. Norwalk no, no, court. Norwalk, is, no Norwalk is, it's like Torrance Court, man. Like this, Norwalk's known for having hanging judges. All through the system. You go through Torrance, like you go through all of LA County and you pick up on the bus when you're going to court. When you're yeah. going, and when we do our pickups, and or you'd meet homies and they're like, I'm from Torrance Court or I'm from Norwalk Court. They don't fuck around. You'd be like, damn, they got nothing you but hanging judges. Lady, homie. For real. Nor I'm telling you right now, Norwalk Court and Torrance Court. These two courthouses, you're through with money. There ain't gonna be no hot judge nah, hell no. that, would, that that calls you in special chambers you to would explain. Always see dudes coming back in tears, bummed out when they were coming from those courthouses. <sighs> no love. They wouldn't work out nothing. They're stretching everybody out, right? Yeah, no. So, then, so your homeboy basically did a solid then by taking the deal. Yeah, he took the deal. 
Fuck. So now you're looking at 15. Yep. 15. This is um, 1997 LA County Juvenile Module. Right. Yeah. And um, LA not, County Juvenile Module. Yeah. What the fuck's yeah. that like? It was fucking rough. And, and, and to me, I think it, it was rough in the sense that like, at that age, we were already trying to do time like we was in prison. Right. Like we, there was already like had violent incidents between black and brown youth. Right. And, you know, like where people were getting stabbed and shit. You How know? many people did they keep in the, in the module together? One man cells. One man cells. Yeah, one man cells. But, but even though it was solitary confinement, yeah. you had the bars. So it didn't feel that way. Like you could yell and I was at the back end. Yeah. I was all the way at the back end in cell 24 on, I think it was Denver Row. And my homie little Chicho was all the way in the front. And we could just yell to each other. But we wouldn't yell to each other all the time. Right. But you could if you wanted to. Damn. So then, so then you're there. You take the deal. And then what do they do? They put you on the Grey Goose? Or where do you go? After I took my deal, I went to Norwalk, to YA. To Norwalk, YA. Yeah. For a 90-day observation. Now now I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to go to YA then. I'm trying to go to YA. What's the 90-day observation for? You go to 90-day observation to California Youth Authority in Norwalk to determine if they're going to let you do your time in California Youth Authority or send you to prison. So what do you got to act like in order to stay in the California Youth Authority? Oh, you got a program. So you got to be cool. Yeah, you got to be cool. So were you, you were doing your best. I or was you- trying. <laughs> I was trying, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I was, you know, trying to get weed. I was trying to get clavo. You know, I was trying to get, yeah. know, I was trying to get high and shit, you know? Like, right, because what else are you going to do? I'm in Norwalk. Right. Like my, like, my mom was just, not that my mom would bring it to me, but like, I'm not that far from where I, you know, my neighbor is not that far. I mean, I can get shit here. <laughs> so, did your mom cry? Yeah, yeah. How hard is it to see your mom bum out knowing that you're going to have to do this time and your mom's like, I gave birth to you, mijo. Like, I didn't never wanted this for you. Is that hard to fucking sit through or how do you handle that? I think for a while I didn't think about it much, yo. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. You mean? And like, but like, my, I have, a, my mom was a type of mom that when I was on the streets, um, she would go looking for me Right Two or three in the morning Like she would be looking for me Through the one way And she would be like Danny Or you know The homies call me Turtle Turtle your mom Like I'm out You know like right. I'm a, I'll go hide somewhere And shit Or unless she If she sees me And the homies be like Ah she saw you homie Get out of here dog Get out of here She saw you <laughs> But if she didn't see me Then they'll lie to her But if she saw me Like they wouldn't lie to her You know Yeah And, and so um, <laughs> But my mom was one of those moms like she was always constantly looking for me and shit you know yeah. I remember before even getting busted and when the shit was getting like heavier and heavier she went to go see someone that told her you know she went to, you know I don't know what you want to call her a witch or, or whatever yeah, a yeah. bruja Bro, yeah. yeah bruja she went to go see a bruja and, and this person told her like you got two sons one of them's gonna end up dead and the other one's gonna end up doing a long time in prison damn and the whole time she thought it was me that was gonna end up dead got it because I was the one that was, like, my other brother, like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't with it, like, the way I was. Like, my brother was more, like, the partying and kicking with the homies and chilling right. and shit. And me, I was more into, like, making moves and shit, you know, whether it was, we're game banging or we're making, you know, selling dope. Right. You know, I'd give my brother dope and fucking end up smoking. It's like, well, you're supposed to sell it, dog. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Yeah. And, and so. Um, they call that a king salmon. And so then, you know, he would, he, my, he was always in and out. He was always in and out, like Juvenile Hall, LA County. So my mom thought it was like, oh, he's the one that's going to end up doing a long time. Right. Because he's always in and out. And so, you know, my mom thought that it was going to be me that was going to end up getting fucking killed in the streets, you know? Yeah. And then so, you know, years later, you know, we get into that later. But, um, but yeah, you know, so, so when I'm thinking about my mom, I wasn't really thinking about that as much. I, I'm thinking more like I'm going to, I, I still had this 
the mentality of like, yo, I'm going to the Bay. You're still caught up with the Oakland A's. No, no, no. I'm talking about Pelican Bay. Oh, I see. You're like, right. at, a, at a certain point, even before I got busted, I like, I know I'm going to end up in prison or either I'm going to end up dead. I'd rather go to prison because no matter what, I can still thrive in there. And you, and you figure out different ways how, how to do that. And cause that's because of the mindset that I had. Yeah. Right. You're glorifying everything. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, you, yeah. weren't we just talking about that where we were like, man, because even because we're talking about death row and they were in Oregon, they're dismantling death row. And it sounds like they're getting rid of the death penalty. But they were just, no, we're just going to reconstruct and build a new death row. and We're going to put you guys in there. And we're yeah. talking about how cold that is. That conversation got into, would you even care? Like what at what level? And Steve was saying, nah, man, because even in shoe or in prison or whatever you can still find a way to survive and yeah. even that is better than dying homies always make a way to fucking to 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 uh make ends you know what I mean like that's just the way homies are you know I mean or at least people in prison mm-hmm. right but homies are very creative mm-hmm. right yeah. so then what happens after that so then they they tell you well you're not going to be at youth authority yeah so i ended up um i ended up going you know 90 day observation i go back to court to la county and you tell me you're going to end up going to, to prison and shit, you know? Um, you're happy yeah. about that. Nah. You're not. Well, I, I wanted to go to Hawaii because I thought, okay. like, I, I, I thought after we didn't beat our case, I'm like, fuck that, I want to go to Hawaii now yeah, until, yeah, until, yeah. until I'm 25 until, instead right, of 30 right, and right, shit, right, you know? Right. right. And, and uh, But then when they tell me, like, you're going to prison, I'm like, fuck it then, you know? Um, on my 18th birthday, I get sent to Wasco. I'm in Wasco for, like, maybe two months, three months. And then I get shipped to High Desert in 98, February of 98. I get to High Desert like a week after the Super Bowl of nine, in 98, I think, I think it was Green Bay Packers and Denver Broncos. Yeah. Yo, as soon as I walk into that fucking pod and see one and High Desert State Prison, it fucking hits me, homie. You're in fucking prison, dog. You're on, not just not only are you in prison, but you are in a fucking hard yard. You finally made it to where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. I walk into B-Pod and, and the cell, I think it was like 213, 214, was taped off. A murder just happened on Super Bowl day. Fucking one, they, two dudes got drunk. One suddenly killed the other one. Stuffed them under the bunk until they came by for count. Damn. So you're sitting there. You're 18. You're thinking, ah, oh, fuck around. Why you see? I don't really pay. Even though they process you a little bit, fucking make you walk through water or whatever the fuck, spray you down with some fucking anti life shit, whatever. And you're like, eh. And then all of a sudden, you see the murder cell. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, I'm in prison. You're like, holy fuck, this shit's for real. And then right below, I walk. Um, I walked to the, to the cell right below because that's where the, the, the person that I was with, they were dropping us off. You know, we just barely pulled up to High Desert and they're taking everybody to their, to their cells. Yeah. Right? And I'm with some dude that he walks in a cell with someone that I was in juvenile hall with. Okay. And so, like, as soon as I get there, I see a familiar face. Right. You know what I mean? And then, bam, I, we walk into A-Pod and then, boom, the person that they put me in with was someone that I was also in juvenile hall with. You know, so there's a bunch of youngsters there, bro, like fucking 17, 18, 19 years old. We're fucking deep, you know? Was it we're just re- getting tossed for fucking years and centuries and shit or decades and shit, you know? Was it a relief to you, though, that you saw somebody that you recognized? Yeah. I seen yeah, the hom- it's good to see somebody you know. Yeah, as soon yeah. as I walk in, I seen the homie, you know, um, he ended up being my cellmate, fucking uh, the homie Little Red from New Wall Street. Fucking, I walk in, he pulled out a fucking box under his fucking bed. Yeah. He got all the zoom zooms and wham wham, the fucking. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. a zoom zoom and a wham wham? The fucking, you know, the, 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 the candies stuff. and yeah. shit. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, but he pulled, he didn't put, not, even, not only did he pull out the canteen, man, he pulled out the, the, the home package and shit. So this is 1998, <laughs> so you're still, you're still getting a lot of things from home yeah, and shit, you know? Yeah. So he had all the little Mexican candies yeah, good and all, shit. Yeah. yeah. 
So, at what point then are they like, yo, you got to do shoe time, man? Shit, man. Um, that was 2003. But, it, it, you know, again, it's, it's a process before I get to that right. point, right? I'm in high desert for six years. For six years, uh, I'm in two and a half years, I'm on that yard, on sea yard. Yeah. And I'm not even trying to leave, but I get, dug, I get bumped down to, um, to a level three. But... um. But I want to talk about that my experience in Sea Yard, right? Because that's where I did that num- that nine nine month lockdown. Yeah. Right. So this is early on in my prison career, um, nineteen ninety nine, June of ninety nine. The homies kick off a riot with um with with the whites. So it's the homies and the paisas, you know, you know, um, engage in a fucking in a riot with the with the whites, and then uh. We go How on. does that? Let me ask you a question. How does that start? Like, I, I is it could it be like, different shit. Like somebody might have disrespected somebody and say, and you know. Let's gather up the troops and shit, you know? No, but when you gather up the troops, I'm talking about, like, is it on the yard? Yeah. And they, and they well, like, let it go, and then someone has a signal and whistles, and then all of the paisas and, and homies turn around and start chasing after white dudes? Like, how does it actually look? What, how does it look? Like, how does it go down? It could be different scenarios, bro. Yeah, a billion like, different ways. Like, it, 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 I heard, in, I heard there's, there's been places where, like, everything's cool, man, and just fucking, just boom, it just pops off. Not because something was already planned. Just something just happened right then and there on the natural. Yeah, you don't you don't have in these situations you don't have a way where you're like, all right, gather everybody in a corner. This right. is a plan. And this is what they know. <laughs> it's like notes passing, and then there might be something else. There might be another lockdown that pops up right when you were planning on doing something. So now it's all pushed back. People are communicating, and a lot of times it's very much like, you know, just when you see this go off. That's your signal for some other shit to go off. And so, so is there? Let me ask you another question. Is there a, a so? There's a point at which you see something happening with the people that you're rolling with, and you realize I bet I got now. I got to do something. Well, by that point in time, usually they've let some people know, but it's different yeah. in every. Everyone's different. There isn't one just way it happens. Yeah, it's different because there's so many different variables. That Are there can be going some on. guys that figure out like? Oh yeah, I'll be right there. And then they like trip and fall down and play dead on the ground because they don't want to get involved in like. Is there's oh, there's some of that, yeah. and there's also some shit like where they'll have two dudes act like they're getting into a fight over here, <laughs> so that all the attention of the guards go running over there. Oh, but really, okay. it's all happening right. over here. I thought you meant like there was a riot between, let's say, like the white dudes and the Latinos and then but like one cowardly white dude and one cowardly Latina had already made a deal like any riot you and I are going to pretend to fight over way oh, away I, from I, I, I know a situation like that I'll tell you? you about one day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's no but you know so but going back to what happened right there was a, this riot in, um, in June of 99 so we go on lockdown and for, for the riot we do three months lockdown you know three different lockdowns so we we come out again three months later, and yeah. it happens again. Right. We come out again, and it happens again. So we ended up doing nine months altogether Damn. during that lockdown. And then at one point, we go on a state of emergency lockdown. Wow. Not because we did anything on that yard, but another facility. Um, someone took off on on the cops. A uh. group, a group of uh, 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 one one group of folks took t- took off on the cops, and they slammed the whole facility down. Right. And so at that point, there was no movement. Like that's when you get the pla- the. The paper pa- plates, the paper yeah, plates, paper and shit. Yeah. The, the meals are, are getting reduced to like a tablespoon. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, and, and so like what that. Do they, was, what do they feed you on those fucking things? Like, what, like, like hot dog and beans, or like? Yeah, there's times we get hot dogs and beans. There's Mexican. You gotta remember food. when you, it's unwritten. It's an unwritten thing, but you go against the cops, 
and now they're going to make you pay for it. Right. So now your trays are coming on paper trays that are falling apart. Oh. And the and the, and you can barely fit. It's like trying to put something on a piece of paper. So they barely put like a dab of this and that. And they're going to make you. You know what's going on. You know why you're being starved. Right. Right. Yeah. Got so, it. So we did that nine month lockdown. But in that period of the nine month lockdown that went from June of ninety nine to March of two thousand, three of my homies. Well. My brother and two of my best friends were murdered during that lockdown. During a lockdown? Yeah. How do you get killed during a lockdown? On the streets, though. Oh, I see. Okay. You're getting word yeah. that okay. all these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this and, is your older brother? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, my, my From old- the, what the Bruja said. Oh, wow. Wow. That's fucked up. So you're Shit's getting this back, news like, you know, during, you're getting this news during knock, lockdown, which let me tell you, man, I mean, I have no idea what it, I, I lost... My brother, my older brother too, you know, at, at a, but I wasn't locked up, okay, when I got that news. But I can't imagine hearing or getting the news in a lockdown, reading that letter, or getting the information that your brother passed. That's just. I didn't get a letter. What no. happened? They, they came le- to the door. They let you take a call or what? Yeah, but oh, okay. it was fucking crazy though, right? So my brother was the last one. It was like March. He was in March. But before that, like in September of. 99 it was my my homeboy little my homeboy little snuffy who he was the one that whose uncle was in the hospital when i had gotten out from right, juvenile camp right. right he ended up getting killed and then, and then also my homeboy little wicked rest in peace um little wicked is the one that put me on okay when we were kids like at 12 years old like you're gonna be from the hood and he you know took me around the whole barrio, introducing me to everybody and shit we used to do that now we don't really do that now i don't know you know that's just something that's died out right mm-hmm. but you got to meet everybody before you get put on and shit you know at least all the homies that are around right you know but anyways um they get killed, you know. I'm sitting there with, like, just hella resentment. Angry mm-hmm. as fuck. Especially, cause, you know, with my homeboy little Snuffy, because I was, like, my fucking dog and shit, you know. And he's the one that got killed by, by those who I consider my enemies. My homeboy little Wicked got killed by my own homeboy. Yeah. I mean, they got fucking, from my understanding, they got, they got fucking pookied out on that, on that crystal meth. And, and, you know, you start tweaking and shit, man. Especially when you're holding guns and shit yeah, and fucking, yeah, yeah. you know. Shit happens. Shit happens, you know what I mean? And, and that was a fucked up situation, you know? And um, and you're trapped. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, I'm just fucking sitting there just angry and shit, you know? Just right. fucking pissed off that my homie got killed. Both of my homies got killed. And we're, you know, locked down. We're on a lockdown, you know? And, and fucking, we're about to come off. And, and one day the, the guards come to my door. Be like, hey, we need to talk to you. We got to go to the office. And like, out of nowhere we're like what do you mean gotta, I gotta go to the office I ain't going nowhere whatever you gotta say you say it in front of my celly right right you know right of course brother yeah. whatever you gotta say you say it in front of my celly why is that right. a course because that's just the rule like I, yeah. I don't know you don't go off anywhere with, with a CDC officer with a because CO. you don't wanna be fucking seen as that some... looks one way yeah, yeah. got it alright and there was another situation that happened like that you know what I mean where um when I was in high desert, they came to my door at three in the morning and took me to the program office because they caught my brother crossing the border we're gonna get deported and he was using my name, right? And no, like, ah. no. But that's the whole of the story, right? But, you know, and, um, <laughs> and, and so they come to my cell, man, and they're like, yo, um, we need to talk to you. Like, well, for what? Like, well, we just need to talk to you. Like, can I go to the office? Like, nah, I'm not going to the office. Maybe whatever you got to say. And my cell is in the back, too. Like, hey, he said you can say whatever you want. And then they started, like, bargaining with me. Like, can you just at least just step out the cell? Just step out the cell, and we'll close, you know. And I'm always like, fuck it, go ahead, huh? You know what I mean? So I step out, you know, we maybe like two feet, step a couple feet away from the door so that, you know, for yeah. privacy. And they're like, you need to get on the phone. And I'm like, oh, okay. I know what this is. Mm. You knew what it was. Yeah. 
My brother was supposed to get home. You know, he like he was paroling. He got deported. My brother got deported from from um, I think from Centinella, and about two days later, he got killed in TJ. Mm. Huh. I mean, so I knew he was going home. So when they pulled me out, and they're like, "You need to get on the phone," you know, and um, but it was a while before they told me because they were debating. Like my mom was like, "No, we're not going to tell him." Like my mom already knew that my homie that got killed because she's the one that wrote me. My sister wrote me about my homie Little Wicked. And, my, and then, like, about two weeks later, my mom wrote me about Little Snuffy. And, like, I like, told my mom, like, Mom, you're confused. That was Little Wicked that got killed. She goes, no, 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 him too. Mm-hmm. Like, a couple weeks later, right? Mm-hmm. And so she already knew that I was fucking, you know. Going, going through it. Going through it. And she's like, now nah, we're not going to tell him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so my sister was like, now nah, we need to tell him. Mm-hmm. We need to tell him. So, you know, finally she gave in. You know, they told me. And, yeah, that just fucked me up. Where do you think people go when they die? I, I don't, I don't believe in God. And, and by the same token, like when I say I don't believe in God, I don't believe in the devil. Right. You know, people are like, oh, if you believe in God, then you must believe in the devil. Like, no, if you, I don't believe in either. Well, it's a false mm-hmm. dilemma. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? So, so, so do you think that's just it? I know that my brother, my own little snuffy, my own little wicked, smiley, travieso, Danny boy, all my homies, you know, peewee, they live with, in here. In your heart. Yeah. And in, 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 in my memories. In my memories. Yeah. In my memories. In my memories.